go back to the days our love was strong? Can you tell me how a perfect love goes wrong? Can somebody tell me how to get things back the way they used to be? Oh God, give me a reason. I'm down on bended knee. I'll never walk again until you come back to me. I'm down on bended knee. Continue podcast episode 115. Welcome back. My name is Anthony John Agnello, and if you were a Patreon backer, you would know where this was coming from, from our pre-show discussion. Dave, this is something I don't think you know about, like, the origin of the streaming show we used to do. Susan uh, received my application to be the social manager for Joystick. His original application sucked, by the way. It was terrible. Yep. And there was actually a reason for that, too, by the way. Which was, it was edited by the professional resume doctor that I had hired at the time. Yeah, that'll do it. Right. So if you were ever, if you were wondering a decade ago why it didn't read like it was written by the person you actually knew, that that was why. That explains a lot. Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) Susan says to me as I interview for this job with Ludwig Kitzman, who's met me for five minutes and like the last day of E3. So it wasn't exactly like he met a human at that point. It was like more like but, a But I mean, more appropriate to the person he was hiring, let's be honest. That's accurate. That's true. But And so you guys were like, so how do you think you would approach community building? And I was like, <laughs> a fucking call-in radio show. And it was just dead silence on the other end of the phone. Just quiet. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like Fraser Crane, but video games. <laughs> I was like, we're going to have a guest every time. It's going to be people related to the video game industry. Sometimes it's going to be people that play video games. And we're going to have people call in. And Susan was just like, I'd watch that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Welcome to Continue Podcast, everybody. This show is about video games. We made shit in the past, and now we're making this. With me are the other two hosts of the show. We have Susan Arndt. What's up, Susan? You know, every so often I go, as, as I get older and more entrenched in, in business and and understanding the ways of the world, I will go back and I will revisit things we have done in our old jobs to be like, okay, were we full of shit? Because I, cause we, we got fired a lot. So were we just not as good as we think? And I'm like, you know what? I stand by every single bit of content we made, man. And I still think it was really, really, really good. Yes. Uh, it's funny. That, that's sort of like an overarching theme in the uh, Continue Podcast Discord this week for this show and the topics we picked uh, and and the reality of the content we make. We've been talking a lot about how uh, your perception of things changes as time passes, as you age, and as you go back and experience things, your perspective on them changes. Uh, as Dave will get into momentarily when he talks mm. about playing Yakuza in, a, in his hands, in his bare hands. His bare hands. But yeah, I, I mean, I think this show is a substantiation of the fact that we have always made good shit and we're going to continue to make good shit. And my version of On Bended Knee is the definitive version. Well, I mean, uh, obviously, it does. It's, it's right there. Uh, I gotta, I gotta give a very quick shout out at the top of the show to listener Nick, very active uh, part of the Continue Podcast Discord and community, who made a spreadsheet 
chronicling every slow jam that has ever appeared on this show and it's broken down what episode it's on the artist and now i feel like i'm cheating i feel like i don't <laughs> it should i should i should be forced Dude, work smarter not harder there you I, go. I, I, no, I, this is this has to be done the old way. I'm the John Henry of slow jams. I'm gonna die trying to beat the machine. This doesn't work. This metaphor is horrible. Um, no, it, it actually wasn't bad. Except it's gonna be lost on you know people who were born after 1985. <laughs> born after 1940. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, also that. Have you kids heard the legend of John Henry? A long time ago, Cliffy Whole B budget. was working on a shooter. <laughs> One of his programmers said, Cliffy, that's not the way. Um, all right. We also have Dave Roberts. Uh, speaking of evolution, I'm happy to announce that I've been uh, acquired by the Embracer Group. There you Excellent. go. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, Dave Roberts Nordic. My, my, right. my parent company uh, wanted to streamline their assets uh, into their Quizno franchise. So I'm hoping <laughs> the quiz, that... The Quizno sub? They got a yeah. pepper bar. Yeah. So, like I, like, I don't know. Like, the future of the Quiznos brand seems not so good. I don't know about their decisions, but I welcome Embracer Group. I, I've been embraced by the group. Mm-hmm. There you go. And uh, I'm looking forward to... I don't know, shilling, whatever they got. <laughs> Saints Row? Are they doing that? That's what they're doing, right? That is part the, the, the soft of reboot. The, yes. So all of... So here, here is the brilliant thing that Embracer has done. Embracer was like, man, there's all these studios that worked for THQ, but the business THQ was a bunch of bullshit run by people who weren't good at it. Why don't we just buy all the studios and the yeah. intellectual property and get rid of the assholes? Done. And now it's funny. That's exactly what happened here. It's like Crystal Dynamics. They're amazing. Idos Montreal. They're amazing. Why has none of this been working out? Oh, oh the right. people. Oh, oh, the right. people that used to be Idos. The people that made Death Trap Dungeon in nineteen ninety nine are still in charge. The, the CEO who decided to sell uh tomb raider and all of everything else the week that the nft market crashed after announcing that they were excited to get into new blockchain opportunities yeah (laughs) i'm sure it'll go fine it'll be fine it'll be fine i mean they have have final fantasy 14 you don't need anything else you're good you're good to go dave um i keep thinking of the end of groundhog day uh (laughs) Because there's like, you know, Bill Murray finally gets up and Andy McDowell's like all like curled up in bed next to him and he sees there's a fresh blanket of snow outside and he just starts weeping and he's like, it finally happened. <laughs> and you have the play date and the steam deck. Ah, uh, there it is. Yep. And I, pi- I, I picture you I, I, like happily weeping as they boot in tandem. It yeah, happened. yeah. The the boot sequence for the playdate is adorable. That's that's Susan. When you get yours, it's a very delightful experience to look forward to. What do you guys want to hear about first, playdate or, or Steam Deck? I got them both what? here. It's, um, so, number one, Susan, why don't you have yours? I don't understand. I thought all the playdates had gone out. Well, the the first okay. So group one is however many thousands of orders. Mm. So they're going out in batches and. Um, Dave ordered two thousand or so numbers before I did. Yeah, so yeah, that's the, why. Which, which equates to like one point five seconds. Like, right. in, yeah, well, yeah, there's that. Time. Yeah, right. yeah, like they yeah. they they've been slowly mailing them out like 
like the first week they're like we're shipping but they didn't say how much they were shipping and it's like we're mm. gonna ship like a couple hundred batches every few days until they start slowly ramping up they're hoping to get the rest of the first ten thousand out by the end of this month so uh, all right there yeah. you go but uh yeah i was lucky enough to get mine which which is funny because like i paid for my steam deck first um because like with the pre-order you didn't like pay up front you actually pre-ordered and then paid when it was ready so i i paid for that they're like you yay we're sending it i got the mail that they were sending my play date on monday like three days after that it got here on friday steam deck still didn't show up till the following monday so <laughs> don't make the post office go away fedex sucks anyway so here's the play date very tiny oh that is much tinier than i was yeah expecting it's it very be. small um but uh, no, it's really cool. It's it's very solidly built. Like it's plastic, but it doesn't feel like it feels almost like a metallic plastic. It's just really thick and heavy, mm. uh, which is nice. The crank, the it's got good cranking. Cranking action is is good. Is um, there uh, like tension on the crank, or if like you tap it, will it go? No, th- there is tension. It's not okay. <laughs> it's it's not like a like a like a Looney Tunes cartoon, but it 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 it, it does like swing pretty freely. But okay. no, it's not like if I go like this, it's okay, not gonna okay, okay. Yeah, drift hey. or anything like that. <laughs> Dear Playdate developers, please somebody make an application so that you can flick the the crank and it goes wee 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 wee. How how many times, by the way, have we almost made Anthony spit out his tea? I don't, like, in this, at least three frequently. times. I mean, I do my best, but. Only one Legi- so far today. Legitimate spit takes are a real problem on on uh, the Continue podcast. It's I, true. No. Inevitable. Um, Very true. Why do you think I drink water during this? Because, <laughs> you know, I don't need anything else being spewed all over my desk because it happens. Oh, God. Uh, Dave, tell so did it come with, like, I, the play date is still so mysterious to me. Did it yeah. come with... Like, what is in it okay. when you take it out of the box? And did it come with, like, the cradle that, like, lets you play the amazing Vaporwave no. music? No. Oh, no. Well, no. So, that's so, not out yet. So, oh, okay. And that's an app. So you'll be able to play that w- without the dock. But no, the dock's oh. not out yet. No, Everything is coming out in waves. Everything is... Uh, the supply chains, Anthony. Have you heard about these? <laughs> Anthony... <laughs> Uh, yeah. So no, the, the the doc's not out yet, but it, uh, I'm I'm getting one as soon as it's ready. But yeah, so when you when you turn it on, the first time you turn it on, you, you're greeted with this really like slick animation, and the screen again, if like since this is an audio podcast, this is performing very it's good well. Radio. It's good radio, it's but radio. Uh, it's much smaller than you think it is. The screen also much smaller than you think it is, and, but the screen is also much sharper. Uh, mm. than you think it is. So even without a backlight, like I'm holding I, this I up to the... I was just going to say, the fact that I can good. see text at all yeah. when you're just holding it up, as like if that was a real Game Boy, I know that I would see like a dark area. Yeah. It would look, yeah. Like, it would look like a photo of the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, you would like, see vague a, shapes mm, of video yeah. game characters and things to collect. But no, this is like it's, like... it's like what you think you remember the Game Boy being like. Interesting. That, that kind of feeling. Um... But when you get it, you only get two games uh, out of the box. Uh, it comes with 24, but their plan is not right. to like dump them on you all at once because I think I think that would actually be to its detriment because the games are not meant to be like 
dozens of hours of gameplay they're meant to be things that you kind of fiddle with you finish uh or like you come back to and play for a few minutes and then you put down um like the two games that it co- that it comes with is whitewater wipeout which is basically like did you guys ever play california games i played that california games um, i was born before re- 1985 I remember remember games. the surfing game from california games sure yeah, it's just that. Except you use the crank to spin your surfboard guy around, and you launch up and do three sixties. And then when you crash, the game tells you you suck. It's as, it's it, pretty as fun. you do it. Does the surfer go wee 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 wee? <laughs> <laughs> I wish we, we should hit them up on Twitter and see if they can add that in. Uh, the other game that it comes with is called Casual Birder. <laughs> which is it, it's it yeah casual burger it's more of a like uh more of a conventional video game uh where you are a little dude running around a town trying to take photos of birds and you uh when you hit the a button you pull out your phone and you have to move it around the screen with the d-pad and once you find a bird use the crank to focus the picture and then hit the button and you take a picture and it has a little funny little description of what the bird is wes anderson is uh, never allowed to find out that the play date exists no this no is, no it's he's, it's, he's, it's the, you have to be stopped from the knowing. level of twee it's like it would be like uh like antimatter just, yeah 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 like, like if like it's it's like a logic problem on, a, on the sat it's like wes anderson is driving at 10 miles per hour the play date is driving at five miles per hour bell and sebastian are driving 15 <laughs> miles per hour what, what happens when they collide a bunny um, is born i don't know <laughs> but the bunny has a tiny yeah. little hat just a little L- hat. little hat in any andy's claymation a bow tie, but uh, and it's fun. It's it's a it's a fun, cute, funny little game. But like, I finished it in ninety minutes. Like, it's short. Sure. Like, you'll finish yeah. it in the evening. Uh, and once I finished those, I was like, well, there's really not much else to do right now. Like, I just kind of have this thing. I I poked at it, the the Whitewater Wipeout for a little bit, uh, but I didn't get two additional games until Monday. So basically, mm. your season starts when you register your play date with the website. And then every Monday after... Okay, that after... was going to be my next question. So it's... They don't have release date. Their, re- their release dates are relative. Yes. So it's not like this game comes out on this date, and then if you get the play date, you have access to that game. It's you get these games two weeks after you register it, and then four weeks, and then six weeks. Yes. Okay. The, okay. the plan was... Everyone gets their play dates day one. Season right. starts for everyone. But right. Anthony, have you heard of supply chains? I've Anthony. Heard, hey, I've heard that the shipping lanes are inflated. The boat got stuck <laughs> in the Suez Canal, Anthony. <laughs> the Suez. I've heard. I've heard, uh, I've heard about it. So so yeah, it's it, it they're 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 hoping that if there is a season two with more play dates out there, that it will be more like everyone starts at the same time and you get the anyway. Um so the second week, uh, I don't know if... Do you guys want me to... Sp- it's weird talking about the lineup like it's a spoiler. Because no, it kind of is. I, the whole I, point I, is that yeah. you're like so delighted to see games show up every week. And you don't know what they are. And they could be kind of anything. And they're weird and different. Um, but the the second week is Boogie Loops. Which is... I don't know if you can see there's like a dancing pizza. Excellent. <laughs> and it's, it's basically right. like the, the you know the music maker in mario paint it's mm-hmm. basically that oh um, cool and then the crankin's time adventure cranklin's time adventure 
uh the keita takahashi game where you play as the little dude you crank the the time to go forward and back and you have to like maneuver through a series of obstacles in order to reach your girlfriend who promptly swiftly kicks you in the nuts Ooh, because you're I, late. Di- I didn't realize that keita takahashi was there right at the dawn of this thing oh no that, like that was that the, little that was the that pitch. Little bunny yeah. with his t- top hat and bow tie just got himself a little octopus girlfriend in the twee yep. explosion that's what yep. just happened right mm-hmm. there. yep um, um is it but cool then, is it fun yeah is it like, like that's Nobi, the thing Nobi like the, they're all they're all neat and fun like the, the it's nothing that i would say like guys the killer app for playdate is Keita Takahashi? No, it's not that. It's it's like a place to find like weird, different little amusements. Mm. Uh, I've heard some of the games that will be coming later are a bit more in depth, and like like Bennett Foddy has one coming. The guy who made uh, Getting Over It, the, the yeah, yeah. where you're the dude in the pot, where you're a, a samurai, and it's like a turn-based strategy game, and you, like it's like super hot, where like time only moves when you move. Mm. Uh, so you have to maneuver your samurai dude, and if you run past enemies, you will slice them as you run through. Uh, which, it, like, it looks super neat. Like, that's the kind of thing that actually like feels like, oh, this is like a proper video game system. But again, like, it's not like you don't get it to as like a Nintendo Switch killer. You know, isn't, like it's not isn't that old. Um, uh, old Obradin Magoo, uh, yeah. Papers Please guy. He's doing Magoo. one, right? Yeah, he's he's working on something. Uh, he only showed like a very very brief like look. It's like you open a door with the crank, and then there's an alien outside, and like no, like we don't really know what the gameplay is, but oh, he's, right. he's he's working on something. Uh, but the other thing that I discovered though. And the the thing that I think that like people need to bring with them when they look at this as a hundred eighty dollar handheld is that Panic, who is a company who published a couple of video games, the Goose Game, uh, but also primarily makes FTP software for Macintosh systems, uh, is not here looking to make a video game system to make money off. I mean, they want a profit, but they're not looking to create... We're creating an ecosystem to maximize our... No. The most social, exciting platform! Yeah, it's not that. When they made this, they also made a couple different software development platforms. One is entirely browser-based. You go to the Hmm. website... It's uh, very like point and click. Like you make little room-based games, and you can use the logic to to make the game work. And you can build all your music and art assets, and then load your game to the playdate when you're done. Um, or you can make more involved games with an actual software development kit that uses like Lua scripting programming languages. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all of this to say is that if you make a game, they're like, yeah, give it away, sell it on itch, do whatever you want with it. In fact. If you go to the website where you register your account, there's a little tab on the top that just says sideload. You click it, mm. and there's a button on there that says drag your um, zip file with your Playdate game here. So you drag it there, it uploads to their servers, and then what you do is you go into your uh, settings here. There's a games option, and once you go on this list of games, it's going to go to the server hey what's what's coming oh there's a game download it to your system and you just sideload anything Hmm. that is compatible with it to the system so i have uh a couple games on itch already i have a sudoku game that has like was like a buck has a hundred puzzle or not sudoku um picross picross yeah there's a yahtzee game someone made 
for like a couple bucks. Uh, there's a game called Bloom, which is really neat. It's a little like mm. you, sh- you basically you play it every day. You get a little bit of story. You're a, a girl who run who dropped out of college to run a flower shop, and you grow flowers and you sell them. And you get text messages and talk to people, and every day you check in and something new happens in the story, stuff like that. So like, you I very is very interesting about this to me is hearing you describe it and like now now that it's tangible now that it's out yeah. in the world and this isn't like an idea that the three of us are discussing and what it would be like i'm impressed that the play date harkens back to sort of a, a very very old-fashioned notion of what a game device could be because this feels far more in in line with like you know the original like Odyssey and Atari 2600, like a really interesting thing that you can put in your living room. Yeah. And then somebody will pick it up and just mess around with it for a few minutes and it will just be like an object of delight rather than, mm. you know, a sort of very... A centerpiece time- of your entertainment system. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And like that, that's kind of the, the de- like reading about and hearing like interviews and stuff. That's kind of been their design philosophy with this. Like originally it was just going to be like, what if we made a cool little thing to hand, hand out to employees uh, for like our whatever year anniversary <laughs> it was? They just wanted to make a little thing like a game and watch. Like that was the, the, it was like, what if we made like a little game? And you know, like every project you start getting ideas and they're like, what if we did more with it? And then it became the playdate. Then they, re, you know, reached out to Teenage Engineering, who makes some really cool shit, and um, started working with like developers and stuff. And it became like a very real thing. But yeah, like that—that's always been the design ethos. Was like just wanting to make a cool thing that isn't like like the modern way that games are made and delivered and mm. like sold. But still using those like modern like delivery technologies, like being able to make stuff and sideload it, and being able to share stuff over the internet, and getting updates over the so, internet. That's so tell so tell me how this feels to be experiencing this in tandem with the object that very much is about delivering to you as hard and as quickly and as often as possible the modern video game experience. So like. I was actually thinking about this and like I, I think that like despite being like very different platforms, the philosophy is the same. Uh, so we're talking about the Steam Deck, which I'm also going to bring on camera here. It comes in this nice case. Like rather like it comes in a box, obviously, but instead of putting it inside of like, here's a cardboard thing you throw away, they actually just shipped it in a case. Wow. Which is like I just I really like do that. How novel. Like, that <laughs> way you don't th- throw shit away. Like you reuse it. So here, oh my god, it's so heavy. So there it Every is. Every time I see one, I just hear in my head, like, burr, 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 burr. it's just a beefcake. Yeah. It's not uncomfortable to hold in the hands, though. Like, w- like the weight distribution is good, so when you're holding it, it's like... You remember the Wii U gamepad? <laughs> Do I? It's not... Un- it's, it wasn't uncomfortable. That no. was not the problem with the gamepad. It's no, the same I- kind of thing, where it's like, it's... It's comfy. Like, well, like everything that raises just... the question of how long the battery lasts. Yeah, that's that's the that's the big kind of sticking point is that it, it really does depend on your game. Sure. I was playing Death Stranding. The battery at full charge so is going to last about two hours. Mm. Playing Rogue Legacy, I could have gotten like six or seven yeah. at a full charge. Yeah. 
Yeah. The thing is, like... So it's a Sega Nomad, yes. basically. Uh, I will <laughs> say... got a pop vector man in that Steam I, Deck. I think people forget that Breath of the Wild killed original Switch batteries in about three hours. Yes, it um, did. It. Yeah, so, like, no, it's not great, but it's also not terrible compared to yeah, at least yeah, yeah, yeah. especially with what what you're getting which is basically a gaming pc in this thing sure right. yeah um it's really it's really fucking cool like i it's it's well made and it it's it has that same philosophy of the playdate where it's like look man we've created this walled garden for you of games that we want you to experience we want you to have a good time with but like go nuts with it it's yours like do like if you mm. want to put emulators on it if you want to f- fucking write google docs on it like it's a computer yeah like that you can boot into a linux desktop so oh, here let me boot it up real quick no that's okay well, <laughs> I don't no, 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 i'm not going to show you the desktop but i will say there is there is a proper user interface. Like it is like like a gaming console. It just, it just looks like whatever you would expect to see on a, a some um, modern thing that plays video games. But what what their their goal with this is is because they're basically saying, okay, all of these Windows games they don't natively run on Linux. We have to use a con- compatibility layer to get those games to run properly. Some games run really well. Some games are okay especially when you're trying to fit it on this experience where you don't have a mouse and keyboard yeah some games won't work at all dave give me so give give me give me the best case scenario of playing a game on steam deck and then give me the worst case scenario of playing a game okay well okay so the 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 thing is is that they're actually in the process of going through like tens of thousands of games that they have available for sale to explain this process to you. Mm. So they they're ver- basically they're verifying their games to, to whether or not that they work on this thing. If a game is considered verified, essentially the act of pl- like getting it up and running from hitting install to hitting play is as easy as hitting the button and then running it and it just mm-hmm. works you don't have to do anything controller there's a controller profile it, it's basically like playing a game on switch you may have to tweak settings to get it to uh run smoothly on the system but as far as like controls working game running no bugs outside of like just you know standard pc nonsense it works. And so the, what, what is a game that you have actually played? Death Stranding. So Death Stranding is that. You know, yeah. Like, it's just- like I've, I've had to do some tweaks because it is like it's a very demanding game. So I've had to do some some tricks that they make very easy to do. Like it's literally like two buttons and you can set your frame rate to whatever you want and it just locks hmm. it to it. Uh, and that's just built into the system. It You hit like this the these three dots on the side and you just hit a slider and it's like, boom, done. 30 frames a second. You're good. Um, so that like the, something like that, or like Final Fantasy 15 is like install, hit play, it works. Controls, <laughs> fine. Looks great. I locked it to 40 frames a second. Runs like a dream. It's, it's incredible. Um, they have a playable rating, which is like, this game will work fine, but because it's not designed for the Steam Deck or because the developers haven't like put in the API hooks uh, you may run into some issues. Like one of them is like the pixel remaster for Final Fantasy VI is considered playable because when it asks you to uh, put in uh, the names for characters, 
it doesn't automatically pop up the keyboard. You have to press the Steam button ah. and press X to pop up the virtual keyboard. Got Again, it. it works fine. And then when you hit play on the game, it actually tells you like, hey, you may have to use the keyboard for this one. Here's the uh, command to do it. Wow. Uh, yeah, and like a little little slick animation that pops up when you do it. So right. there's those. And then there's unsupported. <laughs> These are games that they have tested and they're like, these don't work. <laughs> not always true, though. In, That's in the thing. an entertaining way, do they yeah. do they not work in a fun way? So sometimes it... sometimes they crash and just don't work out right. Sometimes they're like visual artifacts where it's like like sometimes they're like oh uh, the game ninety percent of this game runs well, but when you hit a training menu that has like a video showing you how to do the move, oh, yeah. the video yeah. doesn't show up. They consider that unsupported. So uh, other stuff is like one of the big issues is a lot of a lot of Japanese developers like the big issue for Persona 4 was that their video codecs were using like proprietary Windows stuff. And so Valve is having to like manually re-encode all of these videos and basically download them in tandem with the actual videos to get around the codec. But on the upshot, Persona 4 used to be unsupported, now verified. Hmm. So it works. Okay. So that's the other thing. They're also like they're they're putting in work to make unsupported games actually work. Uh, also, because it's a computer, they're like we're not going to stop you from downloading unsupported games. Like we're not your mom. If you want to figure out how to get this to run, you can. Is and there is there a note inside? When you open the box, you open the case that's shipped to you, there's like little handwritten note from Gabe Newell. It's just like figure it the fuck out. I'm not yeah, your mom. I'm not your mom. Gabe N. Um, but there are entire like communities built around getting games running in Linux. So it's like if you want to figure out how to get this unsupported game running, most of the time it just involves like community solutions. Like there's a version of the compatibility layer that you can install that Steam doesn't support because it uses the proprietary codecs that would get them in trouble, but they can't stop you from installing it because it's a computer. And you can get like Persona 5 strikers working or like other stuff running or like installing other or like I can install games from Epic Games, even though technically it's a Steam Deck, I can still install Epic Games and run them through the same compatibility layer that Steam is providing. So all of this, this is what it is. Yeah, and that's that's cool. Yeah, but I. You're a very you, you are a very unique use case for this thing. Yeah, you're for the sure. Type of person that really likes hardware. You like tinkering with hardware. You like really. You like really exploring what a piece of kit can do, then moving on to another one, then coming back to them. Yeah. And I, I want to know: Is this thing going to change your habits? Is this is the Steam Deck going to be like this is it? This is where I play all the video games now. Because I feel like the dream of the Steam Deck, what people were so excited about was like, and that's it. That's all I need. I now have the the ideal form of a video game machine. It's <laughs> the homer of video game consoles. Yes, that's, that's what it felt like. Everybody's like, this is it. It's it's the everything killer. Because it's it's the p- gaming PC that I can customize to my heart's content, but it's also a Switch, and it's also blah, 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 blah. And I don't know, like, even just listening to you talk about it, you're like, it's cool. This is all the things that it does, and it doesn't... It's not a... Uh, what was it called? 
what were the P- their home out of the box PCs called? Oh yeah. Oh, this fucking this, terrible. Well, yeah, like the the the, the oh god, Steam Machine. Steam Machines. The, the, Steam Machines. Well, yeah, there were a lot of reasons why that didn't work, and one of it was because it was a Linux-based device without any way to play Windows games. Right, but like this. Every time Steve Steam dips, every time Steve dips its toe, every time Steam and Valve dip their toe into the realm of hardware, I feel like everybody gets super fucking pumped, and it's just like oh, Utopia for video games is coming, and then it arrives, and they're like, it's good, and that's it, <laughs> and like you don't you don't sound. Ecstatic. I don't know. Like, I I mean. One, I've only had it for like five days, so sure. I don't like I don't know how I'm going to feel about it in six months from now. But I know that I have gone from playing the Stanley Parable, the new one that just came out, to Death Stranding, to Rogue Legacy Two, which isn't even out on. Uh, it's out on Xbox. It's not, but it's not out on Switch. Um, to uh, messing with Final Fantasy Fifteen, which like good luck get it like. Being able to play all of these games, like, dude, Metal Gear Solid Five runs so good. It runs so good. Oh my god! Like, just, like that's that that's always been the dream. It's like I want a Switch that plays the games that I want to play. And mm. my life right now, and again, very specific use case, like having kids who hog the TV. Uh, it's very difficult to play. Like I played Lost Judgment via remote play on my PC because if I want to play it during the day. That's how I have to do it because otherwise I have an hour at night mm-hmm. when Jonah goes to bed to play an M-rated video game on a TV, and it's like it's just that's like and remote plays like not it's not great like it works no. but it's not ideal. So it's like like I've most of my gaming time these days has been on my gaming laptop just because like that's just what I I have and how like if I want to play video games that's how it's going to get done. Uh, especially games that just like aren't coming to switch like if you want to play kingdom hearts on switch you're getting the cloud version of that baby like that's that's where the switch is at right now and i think like for me the steam deck is going to fit into that spot very nicely where it's like i like sitting there hunched in my like recliner with the gaming laptop on a tray and my controller it's awkward it's weird this is just like i pick it up throw it in the case take it where i want play what i want um it's been it's been really cool like like i haven't even really tinkered with anything yet i've done a couple things but like most of my time playing has just been like going through what games i have that are verified hitting install and playing them like i would on a switch and it's been great (laughs) susan you and i are uh from the the gaming hardware version of parmistan We don't we don't truck with the the uh, outsiders of PC town. We're we're console people. Mm-hmm. I want to turn on the thing. I want to press the button. And I I I don't know if I believe Ondor's lies here. <laughs> like you turn on the Steam Deck, you press the button. It says this thing. You press the button. It'll work. Are you are you compelled by this device? Are you compelled by the idea of being like ah now I have Persona Four Golden and jurassic park evolution and surviving mars and the long dark and all of it is in this hand like are you compelled or does this still feel like proof of concept to you i well okay i am not a really great person to ask about this because a i don't have children so 
Anytime I, I have two televisions in my living room, right? So that anytime <laughs> I want to play a video game, I can. Sure. So I am not the great use case for this. I also I don't play games portably. Yeah. I I the only time my Switch is undocked is if I'm on an airplane. Mm-hmm. So I I am not the the right person for this. While I I. The thing is, for me, the use case for this that makes sense is the person who doesn't have a gaming PC and wants a, a, a consolified gaming PC, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't want to deal with drivers, and I don't want to deal with all the under-the-hood stuff. I just want to push a button and make it work. And I think that there's an audience there for that. But that's not who, who's going to buy this shit. No. This is all the PC fucking freaks who want to go there with all the, oh, yeah, you just boot to the Linux screen, and then you <laughs> boot the Dingle Hopper. It's so easy. Oh, it's nothing. so hard. And then you can just hot swap the thing, and then all of a sudden, boosh, you're playing Persona. Like, that is who is going to get this yeah. so that they can play their PC games in another format. It's not even so that it'll be portable because you could get a laptop to do that. It's so they can do it on the toilet or say yeah. that they, you know, whatever. <laughs> and that's, you know what? If that makes you happy, then that's awesome. Go for yeah. it. You know, I'm, I, I'm anxiously awaiting my game with a crank because I think it's a cool concept. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not tr- like, I, I understand that these things are easy. And this is an audio medium. You guys can't see the, the air the quotes that I'm doing, quotes. but I hope you can feel the air quotes he, I'm doing. He, he's going like, to break the, his fingers, folks. Every time I see somebody be like, oh man, yeah, you can get this like running pe- easily. You just d- go in, yeah. you change the executable, you put in this patch, and all of a sudden, you know like when you see like a 1940s Looney Tunes where somebody's asleep and there's a saw in a <laughs> log of wood? It's like... <laughs> that is the moment somebody says, "Oh yeah, you just like go into the root file." I'm like, "Fucking no, you, no, never, <laughs> no, no." Man, you just you have to open up the console. You put in Shut this command line. Up. Just stop it. No. Hit enter. No, here, okay. I real quick. I'm going to share this story. So, uh, <laughs> Andy Chalk writes for PC Magazine. Used to work for me. Was always super PC guy. And he's always, he's like, but you know, it's really easy. Like, it's not hard. You can just learn how to do it. And then one year for Christmas, he wanted to make candy uh, as a gift for his wife. <laughs> and he's like, he's, at, and he, he knew I knew like baking and stuff like that. So yeah, he's yeah. like, well, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't understand, Andy. It's easy. All you got to do is read the instructions. What's the problem? Uh-huh. Oh, you mean you haven't been doing this for the past 20 years? <laughs> You're not naturally inclined towards this, so you find it a little challenging and frustrating? Is that what's happening? He never bothered me about it ever again. <laughs> I, I bought I, the first time, the first and only time in my entire life that I built a gaming PC was in the spring of 2014. And I it was for work. This I, was like, I was like, I needed to do this. And, like, uh, we're talking about the show again that we were talking about at the top. I needed it to do the show. And, yep. you know, so many times it was like, hey, we only have a PC build for something early. And yep. so I was like, fine, mm-hmm. I'll do it. And I remember it was, you know, a few months uh, later, I am playing, like, I, I am reviewing Alien Isolation. And oh, yeah. uh, say and like it was it was like a the the Goldilocks scenario of reviewing something because Sega and Creative Assembly were like here's code a month early just here 
here's this preview build on PC. It's like, oh my god, I have the luxury of being able to play this like a normal human being. And they were like, here, it came with an, an email that's like, here's how you're going to get the, the, the early PC build working. <laughs> yeah. Thus begins <laughs> my 36-hour trial of fate. <laughs> and like... <laughs> Like, so many times, like, it was, like, it would only start in Windows, mo- like, windowed mode, and then the audio wouldn't function, and then if I set Dude. it to 720, it would, like, you fucking, it's a nightmare! See, it's like, and you say this, but this sounds like so much fun to me. Like, my, my Dark Souls experience was getting Dark Souls running after Games for Windows Live was like shut down by Microsoft. And by the time it took me a day to get it running, by the time I got it running, I was like, I I did it. This is my Dark Souls that I did actually play the game. Um no What is wrong with you? I, I like to <laughs> figure out, out as a, a small child. I like to figure out a problem and I like getting stuff running that has no earthly business running. Like that's See that's that's what's so yeah. interesting to me because I get that. Right? Like that makes sense to me. So like you're you're given a puzzle yeah. and when you when you manage to solve the puzzle, the thing works. And that's a very, very satisfying outcome. I understand that in a vacuum. When you apply the second you apply that to to PCs or getting it like my blood pressure yeah. goes through the top of my head yeah. immediately. Because There's no like it does not pass go. It does not collect two hundred dollars. The whole thing. I'm just like nope. Fuck you. I'm out. Because the so gaming just, machine for you, Susan, is a threshold. For me, it's a yeah. threshold. Like we're yeah. not looking for. Um, I, I, I like. I'm just not concerned or interested in the concept of engineering. Like yeah. I am here for the art. The art is here. I'm here. I just need to easily walk through the door to yeah. the art. Yeah. And like honestly, it sounds Steam Deck sounds like it is more that than any other out of the package. You know, 100%. 100%. And I will say that I think, like, if, if, if there are people, because I'm sure, like, like me, like, I've always been interested in PC gaming as a concept, but again, like, it's so intimidating because it's like, okay, well, first, like, just to build a PC, it's like, okay, you got to know, you got your processor, you got your motherboard, you got your graphics card, you got your RAM, do you have your power supply? Does your power supply supply enough power to graphics card? If it doesn't, you got to replace it. Do you have the right case size? There are a bunch of different case sizes. You got to make sure your graphics card fits the case size that you want that's the like that part is super intimidating to me i don't want to wait because again it's just it's really it's very expensive to make a mistake yeah Yeah, and that part drives me out of it but something like this where it's like i want something i can fiddle with i want a device that's pre-jailbroken for me so i can just mess with stuff Yeah. yeah and i think that there are a lot of people i don't know maybe maybe this is just me talking but i do feel like there is an audience of people who are PC curious who wants to learn, <laughs> you know what I mean? They they want they want to fiddle, but they're they're intimidated by it. They they like if you want to see what your frame rate is on a game on a computer, you got to download 
like two different plugins i'm not sure if Wait, they were really? yeah like there's a thing in steam but if you want to do it for stuff outside of steam or you want more detailed like this is my like power load this is how my graphics card is being used you have to download like two different plugins i'm not entirely ah. sure that they work together well uh ah. and it's just a giant mess this i hit a button and move a slider and i get yeah everything i can see mm. how much power my cpu is drawing i can see how like where my bottlenecks are i can adjust see that's neat that yeah. is neat i can yeah. i can take my 60 hertz panel that normally only displays 30 or 60 frame rates per second well i can move a slider down force it to hit 40 hertz so i can make my games run at 40 frames a second so my games look really smooth but aren't drawing as much power or hitting the power the performance bottleneck so i get i get to play god of war at high settings at 40 frames a second what he's doing what am i doing he's playing sim city yeah but it's 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 sim game yeah (laughs) that's what he's doing hardware (laughs) sim hardware that's what oh see now i get it Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay but you're still not gonna do it right me oh yeah. fuck no no <laughs> yeah what are you crazy no all right dave give me yeah, give me before we before we abandon the hardware conversation yeah tell me t- give me uh we're gonna do this let's see how do we want to do this let's do a game pro style give me oh, the boy. game pro faces for the how many how many <laughs> screaming <laughs> faces uh do you give play date <laughs> i mean the thing is is that they're both really early right yeah. I don't like. I can't give an, a, a final opinion on Playdate until I have all the games. Yeah. Initial initial experiences like th- they made what they wanted to make, mm-hmm. and it works, and it's yeah. good, and I like it, and I can't wait to see more, and I can't wait to see what other developers do with it. I hope they make a season two. They're talking about adding a marketplace so you can just download additional games like directly to your Playdate. Like I want all of it. Like keep supporting it. It's super cool. Steam Deck also big 5.0 because like again it's just the idea of like valve for the first time in a long time valve actually feels like they are a hundred percent behind something sure they've mm-hmm. been updating this thing constantly like it feels like the mister like when i was talking about the mister like last year or so where it's just like hey you you wake up you hit the update button and suddenly you've got like a playstation core you know what I mean? Like that that's the kind of feeling it gets where it's like every week there's like, oh, and here's a new way where all of your games just like work better now. Like we just here you go, it's in the beta branch. Yeah. Give it a whirl. It's not it's not stadia. It's not like Google no. coming being uh, like Hey, yeah. maybe it'll work, maybe it won't today. Give well, me a and fucking dollar. I, I think that like there there is like a, a thing in Valve where they're like, Look, like we can't let Microsoft like, like we, our business is selling PC games. If Microsoft suddenly just to, and this like happened back with Windows 8, where they're like, Microsoft suddenly decides, nope, nobody else can make stuff for Microsoft except for Microsoft. Uh, yeah. They're screwed. So they like, well, we have to, we have to do something here. And this feels like the culmination of like so many different pieces, and mm. like the idea that like this thing was the realm of like weird. Chinese handhelds. Like if you for, wanted for something like, like this, mm-hmm. like I, I would see like video, like YouTube videos going like play Grand Theft Auto three on a handheld, $1,500. Like, no, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Play Grand Theft Auto five on a handheld, 400 bucks. So last, last question. Can you, can you put 
of the can you do the VR with that? The the I, I can't that's, remember what so they're that's an interesting called. question. VR yeah. games are technically unsupported because it's not mm. powerful enough to got it output to a VR headset. Got it. You can do it if you want to. If you want to, if you yeah, and some like so, some VR games work fine on it. They're just they're not officially supported by Valve. They they will say like right. if this doesn't work, Valve will go like, well, it's a VR game. It's mm. our, it's not designed for those graphic intensive solutions. But well, it's the, I, if you want to try. I'm glad. I'm glad. Like you, you've you wanted something that's going to put your your Metal Gear Solid Five and Final Fantasy Fifteen replays right in your hands, and it's yeah, it happened. It happened. That's pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah. Um, so the let's let's talk about the weird thing. Susan and I just finished talking about the fact that we're not the types to be like, let's tinker with the nonsense and do it. And yet we've also been playing games, many games oh, that don't yeah. tell you how to do shit. Just <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you figure it out, you chud. And yep. I, and and yet we delight in it. Um, we've been coming at it from different perspectives, though. I, I'm not. I'm not going to be talking about Elden Ring again. I'll be talking about some other stuff. But Susan, let's start with this Rogue Book thing. Yep. Let's start with Rogue Book. I want to hear about Rogue Book. What is Rogue Rogue Book, and how difficult is it to figure out what the hell it wants from you? So Rogue Book is. First of all. It's maybe one of the worst names I've ever heard. It sounds like productivity Awful. software. It's yeah. so bad. Awful. And what what's really unfortunate is it's such a perfect name for the game because it is a it is a roguelike, uh, very very much in the vein of Slay the Spire, in which the conceit is that you are trapped in a magical book. Mm, okay. So there are uh, there's you have been trapped in this book. In order to escape the book, there are three chapters. You must defeat the uh, per- the the boss of each chapter, and then when you do, you are released from the book. So, yeah, rogue book, which is <laughs> so unfortunate. It's pretty, it's pretty uh, on the nose. It's pretty. It, it's a li- I mean, it's very Jean de Nose. Um, but uh, yeah, so. The uh, the conceit of it is uh, you you you. There are four different heroes. You take two of them. On, on the adventure, they each have their own specific cards that only they can use. You are walking, literally walking across the pages of the book, which are blank, mm. except for key little, like, the, the starting location, the uh, place you'll go to, to do the boss fight, and a single path in between them. If you want to find anything else on the page, you have to earn ink, which you defeat enemies. You fight an enemy, you get gold and ink and ink lets you fill in the page you splash some ink around and now oh now suddenly you can see that part of the page and you can see that oh there's a there's a heart vial over there that you can pick up or more gold or there's a gem that you can use to upgrade your cards or whatever you don't have to fill in what's on the pages you can make a beeline right for the boss but you're going to be so underpowered by the time you get there, you will more than likely die. So you're going to have to do some exploration to get more cards, uh, get more power-ups, get uh, treasures that give you buffs. Like every time, like like you heal for a certain amount of points at the end of every 
fight or Susan, what's something the, what's like the that. What's the style of this? All of this information and stuff, and being present. How is this being presented to you? Like, what's it look like as you're in <laughs> the book? I'm just having trouble picturing it all. So yeah, okay. So uh, imagine you are uh, looking at little cartoon characters mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. down uh, from from a, a high up vantage point. The field below you is the blank pages of a book. Cool. There's a path going straight up the center. Uh, you you walk up the center and you uh, will see in the center of your toolbar there is a brush a paintbrush mm. and that will determine how much how you have a certain number of paintbrushes and if you would like to use a paintbrush you select it and it will show you the area of the map that it will paint in for you huh. okay all right and cert- some ink will give you a straight line uh, they're uh, broken into hexes. The entire uh, page is broken into hexes, and a bottle of ink might do four hexes in a straight line. It might do a, a, a greater area, like a circle or something like that, depending. And so you kind of got to... And there's a limited amount in every chapter, so you have to make your choices about what you're going to go after, what you're trying to see, what you're trying to navigate. There's ordinary fights, there's elite battles... There's characters to run into. Video, video gamey, video game stuff. Video gamey, video gamey stuff. Yes, it is very, 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 very Slay the Spire. If you have played that, you know the drill. The game tells you, fuck all. It starts with this little little raccoon dude being like, oh, hey, you're trapped in the game just like I am. Doesn't that just suck? <laughs> and he explains the basics that uh, you got to fill things in with ink. After that, you're pretty much on your own. Hmm. It will, like, you level up. At the end of every, once you either beat the game or die, <laughs> get Richard die trying, uh, y- your character levels up. You're not told why that matters. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have stats. Like nothing sticks once you once you are doing that loop. Once you've finished a loop, nothing uh nothing, nothing not remains. Cards, nothing remains because it's a roguelike. So so great. What what's that do for you? Games like that's your problem. <laughs> and there's there's all sorts of mechanics and terminology and it's just not going to tell you anything. Mm. Which is really unfortunate because the core gameplay is incredible. So is it, is it detrimental to your experience that it doesn't tell you anything? Oh, yeah. All right. All oh, right. Absolutely. So that's, that's interesting. Oh, so it's not like a source of pleasure. It's not like... Oh, no. All right. All right. No. The first... <laughs> The first, like, four hours I played that game, I died constantly because I didn't know enough about what I was doing. I didn't know what I even could do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, the the ways you use the ink to uh, advance across the page, the game does not help you with at all. Uh, What the various... um, how, How even to navigate the play field. Because you'll be, you'll be looking at the map, you'll be looking at these pages. And there, uh, each chapter has a certain amount of treasures hidden in it. And treasures give you abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you might start each battle with a shield. You might start each battle with eight block already in place. You might, you know, stuff like that. 
And these are, uh, they're little uh, trinkets, like, a, you know, a hat or a pipe or a cleaver or a, a teacup, whatever. So, like, for the first four hours, I'm like, I don't know what that one is. I don't know what that does. Should I try, <laughs> go, try to go get it? I don't know. Okay. Eventually, I realized on the right-hand side of the screen, if if you uh, hit the uh, uh, uh ZR button and then page down, it will tell you what what treasures are on the page and what they do. Okay. Like, oh, wish I'd known that a few hours ago. See, it's funny, that kind of shit is I always So this is this is something that's like really interesting hearing you talk about this because I I think that there is a lot of merit to letting you discover things for yourself in a game. Like, I, it's so weird. During, like, the peak time that all three of us were working as professional critics, that was the peak era of the predominant philosophy of game design during that decade. It was... You you can't you can't rely on the audience. The audience are a fucking dum dum. So you have to tell yes, them everything yes. all the time forever. You have to stop them constantly. You have to tell them what every button does. To to the extent that it was just like load screens. You don't need to make art for that. Just have like a a fucking chunky paragraph in six point font telling. Hey them, you hey you've been playing a while. Why don't you take a break? Right. Would you take a break? Thank you, <laughs> Satoru. Uh, you know, I, but like the. The philosophy that you find in the world of a game that doesn't tell you much, it's like there there are different versions. Because not like cluing you in to like there being a whole menu. Like not even like, how did you finally figure out that the button was going to do that for you? Just by accident? Yeah, by accident. I hit it by accident and it highlighted... Yeah. One of the, because the icons are there in the upper right hand corner, and it highlighted it and it caught my eye. I'm like, well, son of a bitch, look at that. Right. And I, I absolutely understand it because this game is so based on strategy. You're not going to get good at it until you really understand each of the characters strengths in battle how they can play off each other until you unlock more of their cards and you understand the kind of deck that you can have and build and all those options it is going to take you quite some time to get to a point where you understand your strategy Mm. going into it because the gameplay is just you know get into a fight kill the dudes get money Unlock more of the map, find more cards so that you can kill things more efficiently, get to the boss, lather, rinse, repeat, right? Like, there's not a lot of variety in the gameplay, so it's all about being flexible with your strategy based on what cards you get. And then after you uh, beat the game the first time, that unlocks the ability to play each run with certain um, challenges. Okay. Like, uh, like, oh, okay, well, we're not going to give you, uh, you know, elite challenges are 20% more difficult, but now you don't have to pay to add cards Does to your deck. Does this tie into the leveling up? Like, is the leveling... No! <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. So it's not like you're level two now, so you've unlocked nope. access to XXXX. Nope. All right. Nope. Okay. But, but, here, but here's another really great example of that. So in these challenges, there's three different flavors of it. There's the money one, there's the exploration one, and then there's the combat one. And so I, I, I 
took to using these two particular characters together because I, I could form a really great strategy off of them. And I noticed just in passing, oh, wait a minute, there's little, there's little icons underneath each of these different flavors of challenge. So you can see, oh, I've beaten this one with these two characters, but not these two. Mm. Why does that matter? Does it matter? Is it just for my own edification? I don't know. I have no clue. Like, it's stuff like that, like that kind of connective tissue that the game is just like, whatever. If it's important enough to you, you'll figure it out. The the level thing, by the way, that opens up new cards. Oh, you, okay. You max out at level 11. All right. So you're unlocking your final potential cards then. And now you have access to all the possible cards this character might be able to add to their deck. Got it. As you as you go through this, the, what you actually can add to your deck each run is semi-randomized. You get what you get. The offers you get, like pick from one of these three, bitch. You don't yeah. like them? Too bad. So <laughs> this it doesn't. This doesn't sound like it's obfuscating things intentionally. Like it just it's it, no, yeah, oh no. It doesn't no, it doesn't sound no. like there's a, a method behind this madness. Nope. It's not like nope. Dave, you were talking about tunic a couple of weeks ago and how like Which I played by yeah, the way. Yeah, tunic tunic seems really cool. I gotta try that. Uh I mm. have it. I I bought it. It's sitting in my mm. Xbox One, but uh, but like I, you know, I like the idea of being like, here are all these things you could do. But then you find things in the game that slowly reveal, like, mm-hmm, reveal, mm-hmm. How, like, and it's up to you to figure it out. But even that is different than. Well, that, that's that's baked into the design philosophy of the yes. game, and, but, yes. and that's baked into the mechanics, and it's like that's part of the fun. Like, like that's, the point of the, that game is right. like discovering that this button does something completely new. And that's yep. that's not like a that's not like a game that is built from the ground up where it's just like yeah you'll figure it out uh, which is a very is very old fashioned it's very it's it because fe- uh, like hearing you talk about this this like the, there are moments of Elden Ring that like are less like we're just gonna let you explore and figure out and more like okay so we've inflicted you with the status there's an right. icon on your on your HUD now, yeah. we're not going to tell you what that means, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> like, like, uh, like was the, there's that woman in the the hold, the like the hub that you find who just like gives you a hug, and it gives you a like a buff or a debuff, and it gives you an item that you can use to make that buff go away. Right. But you don't know why or what the buff is doing it's just it's all very opaque it's the kind of thing that like this game feels like like games in the 90s used to come with giant instruction manuals yeah yeah Yeah. that would just explain all this for you but instruction manuals that like basically told you like simple functions and then lore and then left out all of the other details because you know, like I, like Roguebook. Roguebook has that very '80s and '90s, and even early like PlayStation Two era aughts feel of being like, yeah, <laughs> how did you put it, Susan? You're like, if you care, you'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you give, if you really are invested, but it's also like, it, what's interesting about Roguebook is that it presumes familiarity with mm. with what's happening. Like it, it's it's almost as though 
it's like, well, you know, clearly you know games like Slay the Spire, so... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do definitely wonder how I would have, if I would have bounced off this game, if I wasn't already so I played way too much slay the spire right i it's mm. so yeah like the structure like oh i get it three structures three bosses there's different flavors of hero okay like i that i got because i played this other game and i it really their failure is baked into any roguelike Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're you're gonna fail and that's fine but there needs to be feedback about that failure. You need to feel like you're learning every single time so that you understand, okay, well, next time if I do this differently, if I do this differently, da 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 da, da That's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is part of what makes those games enjoyable. The first few hours, because of that lack of information and because of that lack of feedback and instruction, that wasn't happening. I was just losing. Mm-hmm. I was just getting my ass kicked, getting my ass kicked, getting my ass kicked. I was running out of ink constantly. I didn't really understand any of how anything worked. So trying to 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 deal with, okay, I need to learn the strategy of this game and, and how the enemies work and blah, 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 on top of just the freaking mechanics. Mm-hmm. And then also on top of that, it crashes. Oh, all right, all right. That's <laughs> now we're getting into the unforgivables territory. <laughs> this is this is what's real bad about this because the only time it crashes, and this is on Switch to be clear, it's also available on PC. I can't speak to that. This is on Switch. Is in boss fights. What the fuck? <laughs> yep. It's the only time it has crashed on me is in a boss fight or an elite fight so i'll be like four or five turns into this thing yeah you're invested yeah and crash and like and hell i might be doing well or i might you know whatever so yeah that's like and there's no mm. like auto save function that there is okay there is but not not mid fight you must you must love this game the fact that you of all people are still playing this oh i've beaten it many times that that keeps happening that's for you yeah this is the thing the actual battling the cards the way the heroes interact with each other the it's so good. Well, isn't the like I, I this is the guy like like one of the guys that worked on Magic the Gathering like did this, yes. right? Yeah, it's like the lead the, the guy after Artifact Valve's Artifact <laughs> imploded on itself. The three the three days Artifact was live. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, it's apparently a spin-off. There's a, a another a card game called Fairia? F A E R I A, I think. I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. Is it like the same studio? I, 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 don't, I don't remember. I, I remember it just said something about it being in the same universe or the same, oh, okay. or, or having some of the same characters or something like that. And me going, wait a minute, I think that's in my wish list on, on my PS4. And I put up, like, son of a bitch, huh. there it is. Huh. So, yeah, uh, I don't think you have to have one to care about the other, but just wanted to throw that out there and mention it in case anybody was familiar. The 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 presumed familiarity with the language of the game 
yeah. I feel like is something that has been lost, generally speaking. Because, you know, we in 2022, we have the opposite problem that we had in 2012. In 2012, everything was so homogenous. And yeah. so, you know, the the economic reality of having to make games during, like, the peak PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Wii era, you know, forced it to be like, all right, well, it was one of those big periods of consolidation, and everything had to be exactly... Everything was Gears of War forever. Or, yeah. And, and, yeah. Or it was everything the was Halo. The brown period. The brown, yeah. yeah, the brown Which I was. Ugh. Uh, or it was Assassin's Creed. Like that, those were your only options. But in 2022, the the potential to encounter something that is so totally different at a basic conceptual level than anything you've seen before, just by browsing the the Switch eShop. Yeah. And yeah. that's not to say it's good, but there there is such a multiplicity of game types. That there is no longer like a shared expectation of yeah. what's going to happen, and so in the past week now, uh, I've been playing Chrono Cross, and it's not just because I only play things made around 1999. That's not. It's not. <laughs> That's only, just a bonus. It's, it's just a bonus. A recently re-released uh, for the first time in 20 years on Switch and PlayStation and everything. This is the old PlayStation One RPG that is a sequel to Chrono Trigger. And I was kind of dreading playing this game uh, because I used to care very deeply about it and hmm. I haven't played it uh, start to finish. It's just one of those things that you don't want to go back to and go and, and go like, oh, this sucks. Right, exactly. You don't want to go back and have the I experience went, I went back to sucks. Brave Phantom Musashi. Oh, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy to go back to that one. It has not uh, aged well. But so, you know, I, I am diving back in. It's been 13 years since I've played it last. Uh, I played it in 2008 and was really shocked at how, A, like I have like a very clear memory of like all the incidents. Like I remember the plot really well and the characters and hmm. the regions. Like I, I remember where to go. But Susan, playing this, I was having the exact same experience you were having with Rogue Book, which is like, what am I supposed to fucking do? Like, mm. what? What? And here's a, a perfect example. The very first thing you have to do in Chrono Cross is your best friend in your tiny little fishing village says, hey, we were going to hang out today, and you said you were going to go catch these lizards and get some lizard scales from them, uh, mm. adventure boy. And, you know, it's it's the token, like, you're going to go out, you're going to learn the battle system by doing sort of like a little flight of fancy. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember all the way back in the day that it's really tedious to do it just with the one character, because eventually you get a three-character party, and that's mm. how you do all the fights. So you can... Okay. I remembered that you could recruit... There is a big, fluffy pink dog in your fishing village named Poshal, who's just like, poosh, 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 poosh. It's, it's the peak anime bullshit of the late 90s. And I remembered that you could recruit them first thing in the game. And I just kept talking to this asshole dog over and over again. And this dog was just like, I'm busy. I'm busy. Yep, and I'm like, I remember that. Come with me, you asshole. And I would have never known in a million years that you have to go into a 
a shop in the village and then upstairs in the shop owner's bedroom if you press like this the the talk the action button because back in rpgs you just press one button to do everything it's to talk it's to jump off a ledge to open a treasure chest if you press that action button in front of the bed there is no sign that there's anything there there's no glowing icon there's no anything you'll find a bone and you have to give the bone to the dog and then the dog will join you and rather than find this infuriating i found it delightful (laughs) but the reason i found it delightful was unlike your experience with rogue book i was relearning a language yeah that i had forgotten to speak and it wasn't that i didn't have this it's just that i'm used to playing ye modern video games now where it's you there is always the expectation of if it's not everything is going to be explained to you it's that most things and your your expectations will be set and all of a sudden i was thrust back to an era where it just is rote that you're going to slam a search button on every part of a background why because that's what you do in video games that's that's how you play video games uh, the game isn't automatically putting a giant glowing marker on the map telling me where to go and what to do next, but I'm going to talk to everybody in the village with, you the, have to talk to everybody with the expectation. Got to talk to everybody in the village yep. because that's what you do because video games gave me that language. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I, I'm not saying it's the best and I'm not doing the thing where everything in the past was better, because I assure you it is not. <laughs> uh, 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 as Dave and Susan will tell you, they were getting furious texts from me as I tr- recently tried to replay Resident Evil Code Veronica, and boy, that was a heartbreaker, guys. As It broke my heart, because I loved it so much. I loved Resident Evil Code Veronica, and it's so bad now. Oh, great, great, so great value! I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio couldn't recapture your heart. <laughs> well, it, it's funny, like, like the way in which it's bad because it's not like oh, tank controls, burr, 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 burr. yeah, that's that's not what it is. Like, it's just horribly paced. You have to go through so oh. many fucking rooms to get back to just one place in a way that none of the other classic Resident Evils are like, and that mm. one especially, just like. Stuff buried in backgrounds that you would have no fucking clue to search for in any way, shape, or form. And, like, th- this this game especially, like, you can just get yourself in a situation where, like, all right, well, you're, fuck you. You're in a boss fight, and there are no items for you to use. Start the game over. Start the Ooh. whole game Ooh. over. Ooh. So, like, you know, Yikes. this is this is the same sort of, like, blanket expectation that you're going to know what's up at all times that you see in, in Rogue Book or Chrono Cross, but it doesn't work at all. It's miserable. It's, it's deeply unpleasant. Um, in Chrono Cross, at least, though, unlike, <laughs> unlike Rogue Book, it hasn't crashed on me. <laughs> Every time I go to a boss fight, it just seems to work. Uh, but the the other thing is, is you realize that every single part of the game is paced around the expectation that you're going to take the time to figure these things out, and it's pleasant. Like, mm. it's it's saying, we know that these this is the mode in which you're going to have to behave. You're going to have 
be ramming your finger to search parts of the background and you're going to talk to everybody in this one town so we're going to make sure that the dialogue is entertaining and that the art is really neat right and, and, right well and and the other thing too is that like the, the your path through the game changes based off of the things that you do like yes if, yeah. if you recruit potion you'll go through a different set of game scenarios yeah. like with right. different characters than you would if you didn't right so which i mean it's hilarious because the entire premise of this game is like you go to meet your friend uh who you got those scales for at the beach and your guy you're having a tender moment where you're talking about how you're going to spend the rest of your lives and then you get fucking sliders and you get shunted into an alternate reality where you died as a little kid and you see the there's a topical reference yeah right (laughs) come on everybody knows slider (laughs) everybody actually does know sliders i feel like it's weirdly weirdly sliders yeah it's that that upn <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, real head UPN. But like, you know, you you go and it's oh, I'm in an alternate universe. I'm exploring an alternate universe, and it's great when you just have a giant pink anime dog being like, "What the hell happened?" <laughs> I know silent protagonist is gonna be silent, but Pusha, what? <laughs> it makes it so much better. Uh, but like, it, it doesn't like Rogue Book. It sounds like Rogue Book is just like, yeah, you know, eh, we didn't we didn't really think about these things. It's not- it's, it's, oh. it's very clearly like okay, our our we we know where our expertise lies. It is in beautiful beautiful artwork, be- great animations, solid voice work, and a killer 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 card battling system. Mm-hmm. Anything else you get is, you know, it's 50-50. You should be lucky that you got it. (laughs) Yeah, like, hey, like, you know, Manny from accounting, he did his best with it, but, like, look. I I do do think that, like, because it is made by a smaller team, there is a tendency for a lot of smaller teams who make these sorts of games like this to, like, they focus their attention inward on, like, you know, they're like, the the thing that's important to us is the card game, so we want to make that really good and appealing to card games and so they get this tunnel vision yep where like and you see it with stuff like uh god i remember when it was like kind of a big deal where like darkest dungeon was in early access and like a lot of people really liked it and then they were taking a lot of the advice and like uh the feedback that they got from their message boards which is their most devoted players it kept mm-hmm. making the game to cater to those players making it harder and harder and harder and harder and harder until all the normal people were like I, this isn't fun anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know about this bro yeah, yeah. so I, I wonder if there's some of that going on too where it's just like because they you know like you know limited team limited focus limited budget time whatever they're just sure. yeah, yeah like they and i mean like they just can't test to yeah. be fair if you could you know there are 10 things on your plate and you can only attend to eight of them mm-hmm. then you want it to be sure. the card game yeah. you yeah. want it to be the art on the cards and and the instructions on the cards and so there's okay except <laughs> there is there is a quality called courage that you can get. Some treasures give it to you. Some cards give it to you. you a hero gets X courage per term. I still don't know what the fuck courage does. <laughs> so I don't use anything that is... I'm like, oh, is that cards will give me courage? I'm not taking it. 
Because I don't know what that does. Yeah, but isn't, isn't that, like, common in any sort of deck building or role playing type of game that you play? No. No, no you don't honey. think so? Like, honey, you're just, no. like, things you're like, ah, I'm not going to fuck with that. <laughs> no, well, I'm not going to fuck with that, yes, but I don't, like. I don't even know what it you is. You know what it does. <laughs> right. You know what? I mean, it's a re- it's a consumable resource. Uh, in a g- yes, of course you know what it does, but no, I have no idea. I mean, it's fine. I will. I <laughs> that that one does seem like what the kids are into these days. I would say that there are no fewer than a billion items in Elden Ring that I don't know. Oh, I have yeah. no fucking clue what they were for. The berry leaf? What? No, I don't Do know. they not? <laughs> do they not have a description on them that says this? They do. Whatever? Oh, they do. It's meaningless. It's like oh, it's just okay. like it's it's nine times out of ten. It's like yeah, you can use it for crafting. Yeah, helps your po- <laughs> helps your poise, and you're like, helps, what the thanks. fuck is poise? Thanks, got it. Got. <laughs> then you have to go to your stat to... sheet and go to what is poise, and yeah. Okay, is that because it wants you to ask the community so y'all figure it out together? Is this some kind of WeWork shit this is, happening? This is some legitimate, yeah, it's, it's some it's, WeWork it's shit. Some, some real, okay. like, so look it up on a wiki. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, okay. It's, 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 yeah. That's what I refer to as any kind of community, anything now, is WeWork bullshit. <laughs> after having watched the documentary. I do, I love, I love realizing every single time I see... Because, like, you're right, it is, like, a trend. It's not just the Elden Rings and the Rogue Books of the World. Like, there is this return to a more obscured approach to presenting people with a video game. And, like, Breath of the Wild. Like, Breath of the Wild doesn't... It it explains a lot and then doesn't really explain that much at all. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, like, that game stops a lot. Uh, it is like here. You found a fucking berry. It tastes delicious. Uh, I'm not. You figure out what kind of recipe it could be used for. You do it. Uh, I like. I like that it reflects. It reflects the generational pool of who's making the video games. Mm. You know, because all of the people making video games are between, you know, 35 and 60. And they're all the people that were raised on the games that didn't fucking tell you shit. So I mean, Gen X was raised to be like, look, I'm going to be at work. You fucking deal. entertain yourself. Do it. Until I get home. Yeah, you, you know where the frozen dinners are. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Peace. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I'm glad of it. I, it is... It is weird that you run into things like Rogue Book, though, where there is you can't rely on the shared language of everything is going to work this way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, no. Rogue Book is there is something missing from Rogue Book. Yeah, it is not like like Tunic. Again, that is part of the point. Sure, is the joy of learning what the language is yeah. and what it means and oh wait that means now i can go over there that place i couldn't get to before that is a joy yeah it, it really is real book just has shit that should be in it and isn't yeah that's it and, and 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 you know it's it's really unfortunate because of of it's going to get in the way of a lot of people's enjoyment of it um but yeah, yeah, bless them. I, I, I would, I would love to talk to. I haven't talked to anybody who's never played, like 
you know, PlayStation One era RPGs who's playing this Chrono Cross remake right now. Mm, and I would that would love, be interesting. I would love to. Because you know, like think You know what this is? This is a this is a goddamn shovel knight moment, is it what it is. It is very shovel knighty. Yes! Yes! It's exactly like that. Where you're like, I can't do this jump. Oh, well you didn't play DuckTales? The foundational experience? You're <laughs> like, no! <laughs> like, no, I didn't! What the hell do you want me to do here? Yeah. Right. Never it's, played that game again. It's so it's very like that. And like, on the one hand, I know that like like, I know that a lot of people who've never played these things at the time have played similar titles now because they continue to sell so well. Like, Final Fantasy right. 7 and 8 and 9, like, that shit does gangbusters. But, like, I've been, pl- like, playing Chrono Cross. It's like, I remember what it was like to navigate pre-rendered backgrounds. So I'm like, oh, well, if I look, that's right. like a part of the hill I can walk up. And yet yep. I, I can't imagine somebody sitting down who's never played this type of game before and are like, what the, why am I walking around a painting? And it's just right, like tank, like, like to, to go back to your Resident Evil thing, like tank controls, just generally. Yeah. Uh, and like, like could you, I, like I, it, it's very telling that they, when they brought like, Resident Evil, the remake to like yeah. PC and consoles, they're like, no, we're gonna put normal controls in Dude, this, and I can't, even though it doesn't really fit. I can't do it. Like Resident Evil HD and Resident Evil Zero HD, I tried to play those recently on Switch. After like I played them when they first came out, uh, it was Giant Scorpion, rest in peace. Yeah, that was a lovely tribute to Giant Scorpion at the Academy Awards this year. Lovely tribute. The, the in memoriam for Giants Nice. Nice. Uh, the, how they played Endless Love. That was that was really that was nice. Um, My and- giant scorpion. <laughs> so um, I was like, oh, like I just want to like mess around. So I put I put Resident Evil HD on easy and then tr- like just didn't change it from the modern controls. And I kept changing screens and ended up going in the wrong direction. Like, it, like oh wow, yeah, like, yeah. like Jill's like all of a sudden running in the opposite way because in my, I'm too hard coded to be like to doing the the tanky the tanky moves all the time. Oh boy! All right, so before we wrap it up today, I want to hear about the Halo, Halo, Halo. I've had it in my back pocket the whole show. Nice the whole time. <laughs> Yep, there it is. Yep. Uh, Susie, you've been you've been watching. You I have. You've been getting your Paramount Plus. Uh, you're getting your money's worth out of that Paramount I am. Plus. It's true. So Halo. So Halo. Halo a show that that. Halo. Okay. John a, Halo. A program. John. John Halo. <sighs> All right. So the so the, okay. <laughs> so the pilot. Is, okay, do you remember The Walking Dead when The Walking Dead started to wane in popularity and they weren't spending as much money on it and like they had the CGI deer oh, episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was okay. legendary. Yeah, that's kind of what the pilot of Halo looks like. Oh, that, like that's your first impression. It's bad. Like, okay, so the effects in the pilot are so bad. Yeah. They're so bad. But that's not even the big problem. They are cramming so much lore into this first episode, which is only an hour long, Mm. by the way. 
that by the time Master Chief actually shows up, you don't know, wait, is this is this a good guy? Is he? <laughs> who is he? I don't understand. Wait, are the Spartans the... Okay, wait, who are the Covenant again? And why? She's mad at her mom, who is the head of the, the fleet back on... Where's Reach? Is that? I mean, I can't. Like, it's just rapid fire of names and politics. You're on planet Madrigal for some reason. You're with this teenager named Quan who has the stupidest fucking haircut you've ever seen. Oh, no. She's out with her friends getting them drugs because. I don't know. I guess because it gets them out of town. And then the Covenant show up and start killing everybody until everyone is dead except for Quan. And that's when Master Chief says, maybe you should come with me. Why? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Don't worry about it. So it goes for like two or three more episodes. Oh my God. By the way, he took takes his helmet off in the first episode. That's- he takes his helmet off? Oh yeah. That's a season finale at least. Like Yeah. I mean, I I get it. I get because because so much of I mean, he is the central character and he is very it, you need to empathize with him as a human being in order to give even the slightest of shits about what's going on. You got to see the guy's face. You just do. But but Jin, so, but Jin Jaren, we don't see his face for many hours. That's different. Shut up. Take my boyfriend's name out of your mouth. I'm just, just don't. I'm just talking about that Mando. I know, but but Mando has my salt, small green son to to play off of. So bad haircut isn't enough for for John. Bad for... haircut is a horrible human being. Oh no. Okay. Bad haircut is obnoxious, ungrateful, rude, oh. and, and, and the okay. This person is what kicks off a series of events that make Master Chief go, wait a minute, I'm having visions of, I, I think, my childhood, but I don't remember any of that. Something weird's going on. Okay, you stick with me. And this is what leads into the storyline that he was kidnapped as a small child oh. and forced into the Spartan program, at which point he was physically uh, altered and raised to be a, a killing machine. However, after like episode three or so, apparently they realized, shit, this Quan character kind of sucks. So <laughs> he drops her off on a different planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poochie needs to go they, back they to her whole planet her. now. Yes! Poochie her. Oh my god. Yes. Oh no. But but okay, so he drops her off with a dude who was in the Spartan program with him who escaped. Like he and John were going to escape the Spartan program together, but John couldn't overcome his conditioning at the time. Almost turned him in and instead was like, "All right, you know what? I'll give you a 5-minute head start before I I raise the alarm that you've run away." So the this guy Soren, he takes her to Soren, who's his own only thing even close to a friend in the entire universe. Now they're in the subplot that you don't give a shit about oh, no. at all. Oh. She wants to go back to her home planet to talk to my father's generals and get them to start the rebellion. Who are we rebelling against? Why? Not sure. Don't give a fuck. This sounds so bad. It's so bad. All of that said. 
Cortana finally shows up in like episode three or four. Pants? Pants? Full pants. Pants, Cortana! It's a fully dressed Cortana. At voiced by Jen Taylor, who voices her in the games. And she's great. Mm. And she and Master Chief playing off each other are great. Yeah. Like he he is not really given a choice. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're sticking Cortana in your head. The end. She wakes up with a fully sentient being in his head at all times. And so it's it's them navigating how to deal with each other, how to trust each other, how to work together. What is going on? Like he wants to find out what happened to him when he was a kid. Like are these things are these visions he's having true? Did he have parents? Did he find this artifact as a kid? Like what the heck is this one person, Dr. Halsey, the head of the Spartan program, has she been lying to him his entire life? Mm. He and Cortana navigating all of that together is amazing. See, now that's that's that is the most compelling part of the old games. I think like yes. I think that's why once upon a time uh, it seemed logical to even make a show because yep. you know, f- fucking who cares about like you know, bargain bin apone and uh, and the yeah. gang fighting lizard yep. people. Uh, yep, it's the, like her performance, and even the the guy that did uh, Master Chief in the game. The interplay of those performances uh, evoked a surprising amount of pathos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really uh, Pablo Schreiber. I got to give it to him. He is doing an incredible job cool. as Master wow. Chief. Wow, he is. Fully committed to it. He even... Okay, so there's a line of dialogue. I swear to God. (laughs) They find this artifact. This whole thing is is in search of this alien artifact. And the Covenant are after it, too. Don't even get me started on what's going with the Covenant storyline because it's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. So it's on brand. It's staying on. (laughs) It's on brand. It's on brand. They have some human that they kidnapped as a child and raised her to be like their oracle or something i don't do they at least know. sound like like ah, like the little guys go ah. they don't they don't don't uh, they that's... didn't keep the grunts going like ah he's big like no the grunts are not the actual grunts which really pisses me off so okay so master chief his, the rest of his squad uh Dr. Halsey, the head of the Spartan program, like uh, all the scientists, they're all on this planet. They have found the artifact. They're trying to dig it out of the ground and get it back to reach so they can study it. The Covenant show up because they've discovered, oh, crap, we know where you are. We're going to take it from you. This leads to, naturally, a great big firefight during which they shoot down one of the, the ships, which is, and by this point, the the uh, effects are really good. So oh, it actually, so they, it okay, works. that's interesting. Yeah, I've only yeah. seen like clips and stuff of the pilot, and I was like, "Are you Trash. fucking kidding me?" <laughs> it's so bad. It's like take your action figures and slap them together. It, and it's it more satisfying looked, experience. It looked like somebody making like 
2005 era like fan videos no. do you of we, do you SG-1. remember do you remember that uh there's like that because neil blomkamp was supposed to do a halo movie yeah, and then right. he, he, yeah. his, like, his yeah, he made this like short yeah short film awesome. that ended up on the internet and, yeah really good and it's like you couldn't even do that he probably had <laughs> yeah, like ten thousand dollars to make is- it you mentioned like I'm, Paramount is the Star Trek network. Whatever else you think about the plots and the go watch Discovery and Picard for five seconds. Look at those effects, and then look at what's going on on Halo. Like, are you fucking with me? Okay. Anyway, big firefight on this planet. Covenant. There's needlers. There's those big green lasers they have that look like a C. Nice, like awesome. Nice. Like all the the Covenant are doing their things, and we got you know the Master Chief's got his classic halo uh assault rifle it's like this is as halo as it gets cortana is help he's like oh no a member of his team is down like the shield noises are going like you know when your shield's been like that yes like he's like i can't leave her behind cortana is guiding him down the the field so he can get to her she's like okay there's two on your left there's one ahead of you he says with complete commitment and sincerity i know how the game is played cortana Get it? Do you get it? God damn it! Do you get it? It's because it's, it's a video game show. But but <laughs> but because of of a Pablo Schreiber is an excellent actor, and b his commitment to it, he actually fucking makes it work. Mm, yeah, like just that him and Cortana talking to each other like that that line, which is. A, a hate crime and whoever wrote it should feel ashamed deeply he makes it work see here's here's where i take issue though because all of that sounds pretty halo-y yeah but was there a guy in a warthog repeatedly driving into a wall backing up <laughs> into another wall driving <laughs> <laughs> no guys i can get it through the Hold we can get it through we can take it through Hold the rest on. of the level i'm driving don't let him drive don't let him drive <laughs> no guys i've done this before that's then it would be halo then it would be halo yeah. well it sounds like at least like they're heading towards a season two that's like a good show it's it's distinctly possible it de- it it depends on what the focus is mm-hmm. right because this the whole thing has been has been about him going from being essentially a robot to being a, a human being who can make choices and sure. and that's interesting right and and cortana is the opposite of that mm. as well like she's taking a very similar journey uh and that's cool you still gotta have an interesting story to go with yeah. it yeah, it's, yeah. so uh mm. um well, they need more. They need, need. They they need to go like talk to someone at Bungie to come up with like cool names for them, like Grave Mind or like whatever the whatever whatever the like as, flood as, names are. As long yeah. as the flood doesn't show up, then no, that's the season one like finale, right? Like right, it's the like flood you think, oh, no, and then the door opens and it's like oh it's like, oh shit, and no. then it cuts, and then season two engage 
Yeah. And then and then it's just Pablo was it Pablo Shriver just walking backwards with a shotgun for twelve episodes. <laughs> I hate like I I hate that somebody out there's like, how does Dave know about our storyboards? I don't understand. <laughs> it's very confusing. Did some did um, leak that on right. this? Uh, the plush guilty spark that we plan on selling? <laughs> So next next time next time we gather everybody, I think we'll we'll talk about some other stuff. I can I think I'm going to end up playing some more Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, AKA, How is that? Uh, uh, ask me again <laughs> next time. It's yeah. Ask me ask me about uh, condemned Tokyo Drift uh, on our next episode. Um, yeah, what are you guys going to play between now and then? Anything coming out? I don't know, man. I gotta find something. Yeah. I mean, because I've I've been I've been trying very very hard to because the last several digital games I bought at full price sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Let's see. What? What? It was a uh, Jurassic World two and uh, Mario Golf mm-hmm. and uh, the Lego Star Wars. So awful price, hated them all. Mm. I'm trying very, very hard to not spend money on games, yeah. but I'm at the point now where I think I'm just going to have to get something. get something. Get something. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if there's anything like crazy exciting immediately on the horizon. Um, the, uh, the, to- like the the thing is, it's like right now the stuff that I'm playing is like they're good, but there's really not a ton to talk about. Like yeah. the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is good. It's really good, especially like if you played the first one, it's not just a remake. They yeah. added a bunch of stuff oh. to it. Um, but the things like you can't talk about can't that talk game. About Stanley Parable. Cause the like, whole what, point what is the to play it. commentary is like, it's funny. Yeah. I'm very smart. We're just, a, yeah. And, and then um, Rogue Legacy 2, which is like, mm-hmm. what if Rogue Legacy 1 was like a lot more approachable? Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. It, it's just, it's it like, I'm not like, maybe the wall is coming. I'm only like an hour or so in, but there's a lot more like progression huh. feeling to mm. it rather than just like, okay, go get a bunch of gold, level up, but now we made the bad guys harder. So, mm. yeah. Whereas, like, now it's like, oh, there's, like, items that you find in the dungeon that give you new abilities. Like, I just got an air dash. So, Hmm. it's neat so far. Maybe I'll try that. I liked the first one a lot, but it was just... Yeah. Yeah. It it wasn't impenetrable, but the... It wasn't a difficulty curve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was was one that, like, I just felt... I I had to... There was a period of time where I had to delete that from my Vita. There was a period of time where Rogue Legacy couldn't be in my Vita anymore, because I... Got it. You had the sickness. I had the I had I had the itis when it came to that game. Um, Norco's good too. I finished that. That's if you want. What is that? It's like it's it's like a point and click adventure game, but it's set in like a futuristic New Orleans city, uh, where you're like, there's this evil oil company that is like kind of got its tendrils everywhere and you Hmm. drifted off for a while and fought with a bunch of like 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 some militias in the southwest and then you come back because your mom dies and you're like trying to investigate what happened to her uh it's neat it's it's like it's got kind of that same disco elysium vibe where it's like Mm -hmm. real it's it's kind of like real like it's 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 way more like like a literary type of writing than just yeah. like here's a video game like it right it, but it's good it's 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 got a, it's got a cool vibe oh, there's like i'm, I'm oh. sitting here looking at like the, the the full month and there's like nothing in may there is just nothing i did i did the bug snacks dlc oh yeah 
Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, more, sure. it's bug yeah. snacks. It's bug snacks. It's more bug snacks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, the, the hats are cute, but there's only like five of them. Oh. So, hmm. yeah. Dave, who are the bug snacks that made this show? <laughs> Don't eat them. Who are the, wow. who are the old we'll unleash who are hell the bungers the that made this show? That one's for Christian right there. Bunger, <laughs> yes. bunger, bunger. <laughs> All right, the the bug snacks uh, are patrons. patreoncom slash podcast. I'm going to give a special shout out to our our bug snack friends here. We've got Josh, Jamie, Souza, John, Belf, Toast, Doom, Cow, Adam, Gauntlet, Michael, Coffee, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew, Peters, Denton, Brock, Gluttony, One of Seven, Eric, Van Quill, Frank, Sands, Tyler, Nilsson, Shane, Nilsson, Yaddle, Pete, Ryan, Brady, Jacob, Christos, Chris, Cook, Skip, Dippity, Ryan, Mance, Canonical, Tom, Coveney, and Nick, Rugen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so, so much. much. Thank you. Thank you for the copy of uh, Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition. Uh, that is that is uh, what our our continue bucks went towards over here most recently. Uh, yeah, we're backer supported show, so anybody that could go to patreon.com slash continue podcast and throw us a dollar that means the world. It uh, certainly makes sure that we can do things like subscribe to Paramount Plus and be like, ah, bad haircuts gotta go, gotta go back to your home. Dude, time. I can't even. It's distractingly <laughs> stupid. This haircut. <laughs> So Not good. Uh, if you cannot spare any money, we totally understand. Share the show. That is the most important thing. We know you know people. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> we know you know people. Put it in front of their faces. Uh, tell them they'll, they'll get the best version of On Bended Knee that they've ever heard on this show. Uh, Dave, where the, can the, be, find the you? best. Yes, the best version that they've heard on this show. On this they show, will get that. that's the. They'll get that. They'll get that. Where where can uh where can the people find you? Find me on Twitter at David Robots and uh, every once in a while on twitch.tv slash continue podcast. I got a couple uh, they might still be in the archive there, but I did some Steam Deck and Playdate streams over there, so you can check those out. Nice. Uh, Susan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on space.com where I rank Star Trek things and make people upset. <laughs> you can also subscribe to my Substack, which is called Channel Surfing. And I write about TV and movies. And I did, in fact, write about Tehalos because I couldn't not. Uh, man, I'm now like, I, oh, no, my Paramount Plus just just uh, expired. I had Paramount Plus for two months because it was 99 cents and uh, my my daughter really wanted to keep watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> That's our, yeah, like you do. Yeah. A burgeoning little horror buff there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at A. John Agnello and do you have anything to tease? No. You can find me doing stuff. I'm out there. Anyway, everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.